Welcome to the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast, the show designed to keep youth workers motivated and youth ministries moving forward. Now, here's your host, blogger, speaker, and lover of nerd stuff, Paul Turner. Hey everybody, welcome to the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast. This is January 1, uh, 2016, and I'm super excited to be with you guys. Uh, this is actually the first broadcast that I have uh, that is on iTunes. That's right. If you subscribe, you are the first to listen to the actual podcast that is on iTunes. I was super excited about that, uh, getting that launched. I was on SoundCloud and uh, directing people there, but now uh, the podcast can be found right there on iTunes. So I'm really super excited to see something uh, that I've created be in the uh, mix there on the old iTunes. And so uh, that's what uh, that's what this is right here, the first podcast of 2016 of the Youth Ministry of Motion podcast. I hope that your year is off to a fantastic start. Uh, mine is, and let me tell you what, this podcast only Almost did not happen, uh, and I'll tell you why. Uh, this is the day after uh, our youth did a lock-in. That's right. I am coming off a 24-hour sleepless night, uh, and um, well, I say 24 hours. Sorry, not 24 hours. We do our we do our our lock-ins uh, differently. I say 24 hours because I, I <laughs> it seems like the it seems like I've been up 24 hours, but I really, I've been up 24 hours. Um, we do our uh, we do our lock-ins from midnight to seven, and so if you want to save yourself some time there, uh, you can start your sits at midnight and end at seven. So it worked out really super great. Had a great group of kids. Uh, actually, uh, combined with some of our church care groups, and they did a. Um, they did a bonfire, uh, lit off fireworks. We did the countdown together. And man, I just think that is so cool uh, when the church can get together, uh, both students and adults, and, uh, and and really just combine into the celebrations because uh, it's so important that our kids get to know uh, a lot of the, the people in our church. And my you know fear all the time is that if they don't, they're never going to get locked in. They're never going to uh, become Sunday you know, worshipers with us uh, because they don't know anybody. They've not connected in that fashion. So uh, that's always my goal is to do that. But anyway, I'm coming to you with uh, probably about, I don't know, see, I think I got home at about eight o'clock, slept to about two. So that's not bad. It's about six hours worth of sleep. And uh, so, so I'm, I'm excited about just being with you guys today. And uh, I hope that your uh, New Year's off to a great start. Um, today we're talking about, uh, as you noticed by the title, we're talking about being successful without stress, uh, success without stress. And how are we going to do that? How, is, how are you, do you have a plan for that? Um, and I really felt in my own heart, you know, when I was talking about and thinking about talking it out and thinking about what I wanted this first podcast to be about, uh, I, I thought, you know, the key, I think, to uh, being successful in just about any endeavor is, is being consistent and talking about consistency. Um, things that you do uh, every day, things that you do uh, in in your in your personal life, uh, in your ministry, in your relationships, uh, and so we're going to talk about this. We're going to focus on this a little bit, uh, and I want to let you know that uh, I'm already uh, creating some interviews. I'm setting up some interviews and things with uh, with folks who are going to be on our podcast. So if you're wondering what to expect over the next year, uh, talking about consistency, uh, that I'm going to be basically loading up podcast every Friday. Uh, hopefully, and by the end of the year, I will have between 48 and 50, because I know there's going to be some Fridays or some deals I'll be out of town or on a missions trip or something like that. Uh, and then, um, so, but I will be brought, I will 
will hopefully bring and be consistent every week in the best way I know how. So stick with me, hang with me as I am doing this because consistency isn't a, uh, it's not a fully developed uh, skill that you that you have all the time all the time, which sounds weird. Uh, you know, consistency is something you work at. You you just stay committed to it. You stay committed to the fact that you're going to do something every day, every week, uh, every uh, every month, right? Or uh, every uh, quarter or every year you may do. Um, you know, so for for your personal life, talking about uh, being consistent in your personal life, and that may be anything from uh, your devotional time. Two simple things, like example, in my house, I'm the person that locks up all the doors at night. That I'm consistently locking doors. I'm consistently, you know, shutting off lights. <laughs> I'm doing things consistently because I'm passionate about. It. And we tend to do the things that we're passionate about, don't we? We tend to do be consistent in things that we really like. But sometimes we're going to be consistent with things that we really don't want to do. Uh, like example, starting a podcast uh, the day after a lock-in. <laughs> you say, "Listen, you got to be consistent. You got to be able to do that." Uh, so in your personal life and in my personal life, uh, I've changed up how I do my devotions, and because my devotions don't have a set time period. Uh, They're not about, okay, I did 30 minutes. It's not like a, I know people want to compare it to a spiritual workout, uh, but as you know, this being the uh, 1st of January, uh, the gyms are going to be full of people who are wanting to be consistent in something. They're wanting to want, they want to lose weight. They want to do those things, but the problem is they're going to last, some will last 30 days, some will last a month or two months. Some may last even three months. Uh, but the statistics show us that uh, that most people drop out after a certain period of time. Um, they can't be consistent with it because they're not passionate about it. They're not passionate enough yet about losing the weight. They learn to live with what they have and say, well, I don't really have to work. I don't really need to work out. Well, that's probably one reason why you'll be frustrated probably middle of the year or even end of the year and say, well, what, what happened? Why wasn't I consistent in this? Um, so in your personal life, ask yourself, right? To get, you know, probably grab a, a sheet of paper here and kind of go through this. Make a little list of three, make three, you know, uh, columns, if you will, and make it a personal, ministry, relational. Now, write down in your personal column, write down there and say, uh, what are my personal things that I'm very consistent at? And then ask yourself, do I love these things? Do I love them? Do I love doing these things? And are you consistent at them? And then ask yourself, well, what, about, what, do, I, what do I not love, but I... I'm, I do my best to be consistent at. What do, you, what do you not love but you find yourself being consistent at? Because really when you find yourself being consistent in the things you're not passionate about, uh, you're, you're building a discipline for yourself. You know, I don't know if anybody likes working out the actual process, but they sure do love the results um, of working out. And so for me, uh, you know, we talk about having devotions as your as a workout time. Well, I I like to work out all day if that's the case because in the mornings I get up and I write. That's kind of just what I do. I get up in the morning. I I uh, you know read a quote or I do a uh, uh, just a focus on one to two verses of scripture, and then I write that out. I usually post it on my Facebook as a devotion to myself, as you know, it's me preaching to myself. And so basically people, when I post it, they get to really kind of see how I'm processing, you know, what I feel like the spirit is revealing to me about the scriptures, about my own life. Uh, and to say, well, how can I be more consistent in those things? How can I be consistent? So every day, except Saturdays and Sundays, I will usually write a devotion, a uh, verse of scripture. It may be about a quote, 
something like that. The next uh, part there, once again, if you're in personal, go ahead and write down whether or not what you're, what you're consistent in that you love, what are you consistent in that you don't love, and what do you wish you were consistent? What kind of consistency do you need to have in your own personal life? And that's whether that's your working out, that's your devotion time, uh, whether that's your uh, just simple things you do around the house, uh, those kind of things. What, what is it about your personal life that you find consistency in? The second thing is ministry. And that's daily, weekly, and maybe monthly and quarterly. So how you plan and how you plan your ministry and how you plan, uh, you know, your your things that you do. And these are important because, the example with with my students, uh, there's things that I try to do uh, in the areas of ministry. I think about, uh, you know, I think about. Um, you know, what do I do with them on a weekly basis? Obviously, I consistently have, you know, the Wednesday fusion meeting, which is our weekly meeting. Uh, you know, Sundays is a weekly. It's consistently I do. I teach Sunday school for middle school and high school students. And uh, and, and in programming and pro- programming your ministry and things like that, finding what the daily uh, what you do on a daily basis as far as ministry, what you do weekly with with students, uh, what you do monthly with students. Now, for ministry, this may be, think about this. I, th- I know, thought about this about my own life uh, of what I do. And there's some people that love to consistently go to kids' events, right? There are youth pastors that have a sweet spot of consistency. Uh, if they love football, if they love sports, if they love uh, those uh, those kind of things, they will consistently show up to kids' sporting events, even whether they love it or don't love it. They show up to there. They go. They know that that's going to produce something. That's going to do something there. Um, youth workers also. There's people youth workers who love to go to the to uh, some of the more arts. They like to go to the plays. They like to go to every play. They like to go to. Uh, uh, the the choir ensembles, the jazz performances, uh, the school plays. Uh, there's people who say, "Look, that's where I want to be. I'm going to be consistently going to those things if they're involved in those things." And so, but even that, there's people, there's youth pastors. I think that have their own liking, you know, of what they consistently do, uh, whether that's in the sports, whether that's in the the school things, or, or doing those kind of things, whether it's doing visitation, uh, whether it's doing, um, you know. Uh, those type of things that where, where example, you may post up a funny meme every day. I don't know. Uh, it may be uh, something within social media that you are, uh, that you're doing that you may say, well, I need to be consistent in this uh, to be able to go ahead and build a continuity, to build a habit or build a, um, you know, something that, that can be counted upon, right? Uh, that kids can count. What am I going to do? What is what is this youth pastor? What is my youth pastor going to do daily, weekly, and uh, monthly or quarterly that I know that I can count on? That could be the quarterly retreat. That could be the monthly, uh, uh, you know, newsletter. It could be the weekly joke of, you know, the daily joke of the day. It could be the weekly devotion you send them. You know, what is it about in ministry with your students that you need to go ahead and be consistent about? The third area is relationship and being consistent in a relational way. That's with kids, parents, and the church. And if you're obviously, you know, there's things with your family as well, whether that's being consistent with, you know, date night with your wife, uh, certain appointments with your kids, date nights with your, your daughters, things like that. Those kind of relationship things, that's priority. But then you think about the kids in your ministry, the parents' church. Now, I know for me, uh, the kids, uh, you know, uh, with relationships, how relationships go, um, something that consistently that I do is I make sure um, that if I see something on Facebook that they're successful at, 
uh, I make a comment about it. So I'm consistent in things like tone. I'm consistent in um, in my demeanor with them. Uh, I don't try to run hot and cold. I try to be have a consistent attitude with them, uh, and I just try to consistently um, consistently be uh, doing things like that. Simple little things like that with students. They know that I'm going to be consistent on posting on our Instagram account. Uh, they know I'm going to be consistent when I post onto our Facebook uh, page. Um, you know, there's some things I'm not consistent at, like whether that's. Um, you know, Snapchat, not not super great or fluent with Snapchat. I know how it works, all those things, but it's just it's another thing that I'm not I'm not consistent at, and maybe that's because I'm not passionate about it. Uh, but I got to figure that out for myself, right? That's what, those are those things I got to do with parents. Um, with parents, I'm consistent with uh, the Monday. Facebook notification about what's going on for the week. I try to be very consistent about that. I'm consistent with my uh, with my pastor as far as the church goes because uh, I let him know every uh, Thursday uh, and Monday. I write a little email. It's very short, uh, but I say, "Hey, this is how many students we had. This is kind of what we taught on. This is what we did." And it's just a super simple, consistent way to build relationships, right, with the kids, with parents within the church. Uh, so if you do simple things, and maybe that's another another thing you need to go ahead and just write down there um, in three, you know, hopefully you did that with the ministry thing but without me telling you, but uh, in ministry, if you write the three uh, columns there, you say, well, what's daily? What's weekly? What's What do I do in ministry uh, monthly? That is building consistency and building a, a continuity uh, that is leading to success rather than stress. Um, and the third one uh, in the relational also do three columns. So what do I do? What do I do relationally? Relation relationally consistent. How am I relationally consistent with kids? What do I say or do with students that is consistent? What do I do that is consistent with parents? You know, and information. You know this probably because you're a more youth worker if you're listening to this, and you say, okay, um, you know, what do what do I do with uh, you know, keeping the information flowing with parents because they need to know these things. They need to know that that's uh, that's an important uh, fact. There, do I do a, a weekly, a daily, a monthly? However, you choose to do it. But how am I connecting with parents and being consistent with parents? Maybe it's about consistency of rules as well. Do you keep consistent rules in your youth ministry? If this is the standard, do you hold to that standard? Or are you always changing the standard, which will put you in a bad place with parents and students? Uh, and the church, because if you're constantly swapping uh, paradigms and changing the youth program uh, from month to month to month to month, and not building a continuity uh, and building consistency, that's going to lead to a little bit of frustration uh, as far as that goes. So uh, hopefully you have the three columns in the relational kids, parents, church, and begin to write down there, where am I doing well? What am I consistently doing? What is building? What am I, what am I doing on those levels that are bringing me the most success and the less stress? Okay. Um, and so you know, let me tell you what's caused what causes some of the stress, and I can only speak for me, for me, but maybe for you too. Is that stress is in the is in the is in the numbers? Stress is in the numbers. You know, when we're thinking about uh, you know the different numbers, and we're trying to keep up with uh, all those things, and we're focused on example people who try to lose weight. If they're focused on the pounds instead of the lifestyle, 
you know, they're going to be frustrated because they're they're just counting, counting, counting. They're frustrated that they didn't lose a pound this week, or they they didn't lose enough pounds, or you know, they get excited for that. And there's lots of ups and downs with that. Uh, but they're but instead, if if they want to be successful, then maybe I think that the the thought is is can be consistent in a lifestyle, be consistent with right eating habits, or take like for me, my goal is this year is to take a walk every night after dinner. And that's just, we have a little park near us and that's just taking a walk. It doesn't have to be very long, but building consistency is saying, I'm going to do this every day after dinner. I'm going to go for a walk. And that's something you can do anywhere you go. It's not just at home, but you can do that with you. So uh, stress is in the numbers, but success is in the lifestyle. Success is in the lifestyle. Think about this. You know, when people worry about money, instead of going doing good work, uh, they're stressing themselves about money and saying, instead of focusing on doing a good job. Um, some people worry about, you know, how many kids are in my youth group? Why don't we have the right numbers? Why? Where are all the kids at? Where are people showing? You know, and that's when we start to worry about the numbers and and not worry about the lifestyle. If we're worried about the numbers in our youth ministry, then we should live a lifestyle of evangelism. And whether that's winning people to the Lord, whether that's inviting people to church, I give you an example. I was uh, in Publix recently. The first time I went through Publix, it was a, two two young ladies. Uh, they were waiting on me, and they noticed that I was buying all these grilled cheese sandwiches, and um, and so I, I, you know, I wasn't buying grilled cheese sandwiches. I was buying bread and cheese and all that to make grilled cheese sandwiches. Man, you're making a lot of sandwiches. I said, yeah, we have a college career group meets at our house every Sunday night, uh, and I'm making them grilled cheese sandwiches. Said, oh, that's great! And one of the young ladies uh, said, "said Oh, I wish my church would do that." And I said, "Your church doesn't do that." Well, I said, "Why don't we do this?" I said, "Next time I'm in, I'll give you my card." When I have some cards with me, I'll give you a card, and you can contact me and shoot me a text, and uh, and I'll add you to our you know Facebook page uh, that you can find out what we're doing in our college group. She said, okay. So I went there, and I just happened to be in Publix today, and I happened to go through her line, and I, I'll be honest, hopefully she'll never listen to this, but I didn't recognize her the second time. And she says... Do you happen to have that card uh, that you wanted to give me? I said, yes. I said, of course, I totally played it off like I remembered her. And I went, I said, yes, that was the last thing I was going to do. I was going to give it to you. And, and so I said, here you go. Here's my card. Shoot me a text. Give me your phone number. Uh, remind me of those things. And I said, I'll, I will be sure to send you, where our, send you a link to our Facebook page. And so that's a simple thing about lifestyle. If you're worried about the numbers in your youth ministry, build a lifestyle where you're always reaching out to people. I'm not perfect at it, by the way. Once again, consistency is, I don't think is a perfected skill. I think it's something you always work on. And there are times and things that we do that are that don't work out right and we, we're not consistent in. Um, but I think you can be consistent. I think it's something you work at. And so whether it's the person in the grocery line or uh, the, the your mailman, this year I, I did something, uh, hopefully I'll do it every year, is I just put a little note in the mail mailbox and, and said, hey, thank you for all the good work you do. Um, I didn't have time to run to McDonald's or I would have put like a little thing in there. But hopefully that's something I'm going to be, that's a yearly thing that I'm going to be consistent at doing. Um, so if you're worried about the numbers in your youth ministry, build a lifestyle of evangelism, build a lifestyle of reaching out and being invitational. Uh, and you won't worry, you, you won't be stressed out about the numbers. I know, I know you're going to say, but Paul, you know, my pastor talks about it all the time. Well, you know what? Uh, you can focus on the numbers or you can focus on, on, on living out the gospel. If you focus on the numbers, you're going to get stressed out. If you focus on the lifestyle, I think that your, your, your stress level is going to go down and you're going to be building a consistent life, um, you know, of doing those things. And so, you know, don't worry about those things. Build a lifestyle that is consistent. 
you know, uh, build a, a lifestyle. You know, God is is uh, a consistent God. You know, James one seventeen says, "For every good and perfect uh, thing, every good thing given, and every perfect is, is, gift is from God above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow." And I think a lot of times we suffer in the ministry because we're not consistent. We're not don't have that air of consent. We're always switching, trying to look for the magic bullet rather than building a lifestyle of consistency. Whether it's the gospel, whether it's working out, whether it's you know anything that we're if we're worried about the pounds or the numbers or the money, uh, we're going to be stressed out. If we're busy building a lifestyle that uh, that is consistent, I think we're going to be winners. I think we're going to win in the end of that. So, uh, but anyway, that is kind of the... Uh, um, uh, that is the, the the meat of today's podcast, if you will. Uh, and I want to talk a little bit about uh, every episode I talk about nerding out about something. And uh, for you, I don't know if you are into this, but uh, I've been obviously, uh, like many other people, been nerding out about um, Star Wars. And I have, I'm not embarrassed to say that I have seen it three times. Okay, I've seen it three times. The first time I saw it was uh, in the IMAX theater, which I was excited about. The only problem with that was that the seat I got was um, was down front, was like the second or third row, and everybody's face was super big. I mean, I was looking up Finn's nose, I was looking in Ray's ears, I had to like toss my head from left to right all the time to kind of see what was going on, get the big picture, uh, but the sound was amazing. I have to be honest, the sound was really amazing, and I really enjoyed it. So I enjoyed the movie the first time for what it was, for seeing it and being there. The second time I saw it, I went to a regular theater, uh, and uh, and it was, a good, it, was, it was a good experience, it was a good movie. Uh, I I enjoyed it even then. It was uh, it was good. You pick up on the little things. Of course, I stayed offline, stayed off everything, and then went back later after the movies and kind of like, okay, what are all the Easter eggs that are in the movie that people are you know uh, pointing out and those kind of things. And then the third time I saw it, I went and saw it with my wife back at the IMAX theater, but this time we sat at the top of the theater. And uh, we were, I think we were in the very back row. We went with several couples. Uh, and I tell you what, I'll be honest with you, I enjoyed it the most the third time I saw it. The third time I saw it, I saw things, heard things, and just appreciated what the effort of the movie was trying to do. Yes, there's all kinds of little things that people want to complain about. And I'm not necessarily a complete Star Wars fanboy, but what I am is at least I appreciate, I think, what the filmmakers tried to do in this movie, trying to, trying to, you know, please, at least in this movie, try to introduce some new things, but also pay homage to the previous movies. Um, and I think what that will do is free up, uh, it will free up the directors and so forth that in episodes, uh, seven, eight, and nine, they've done seven, but eight and nine, they'll be able to, they'll have complete and total freedom to tell some new and amazing stories. So I am super stoked about that. I'm nerding out about that. Uh, I just think it's, uh, I think it's a great movie because it preaches. So you'll be hearing more about that because I have a, a series coming out that I'll be putting up in my store uh, called Soul Wars. And uh, uh, I have a retreat coming up uh, at the end of January, beginning of February. I got two weekends. That is the theme of the weekend, uh, Soul Wars. And I'm doing a middle school and a high school retreat. And uh, 
uh, for some kids in South Florida. So if you're in the Florida area, hit me up. Love to talk to you. Uh, and uh, I'll be off all that week, so uh, between the weekends. So if you're looking for somebody to come speak or share, I will be available and be glad to come and minister to where you're at. So anyway, uh, let me finish this up uh, right now. We're going to finish this up at the end of every uh, podcast. I like to go ahead and have a moment of motivation. The first lessons there, the first things we did was about keeping your ministry moving forward and then keeping you motivated because I think those are two critical things to every youth pastor and really every person in ministry is staying motivated and keeping the ministry moving forward. If we can do those two things, we can have a long life in the ministry. Um, And so I want to read you this quote from Tom Seaver, who's a pitcher with the Mets. And he said this, he says, in baseball, uh, my theory is to strive for consistency, uh, not to worry about the numbers. If you dwell on the statistics, you get short-sighted. If you aim for consistency, the numbers will be there in the end. And I think that's super important. That I think the key phrase is if you dwell on the statistics. Am I saying you shouldn't count how many students you have? Am I saying you shouldn't uh, look at pounds on the scale? Am I saying you shouldn't count your money? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is, is that don't dwell upon it. Build a lifestyle. Don't build, don't, don't worry about the, 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 the little, the statistics, the numbers of it all. Build the big picture, build the lifestyle, uh, and God will look at that. And what you ever, whatever you're doing consistently, uh, people are going to see that. People are going to see when you're posting or when you're doing something in your life. Uh, and when you don't, when you're so busy working out and doing and not worrying about the pounds or talking with people about your weight loss and you're just beginning to eat, I'll tell you something, it's hard. Uh, I'll tell you what I did for this year. I am not, for me, I'm not eating any pizza. Uh, I had some gallbladder issues. Uh, a year ago, and uh, it was from and somebody said, "Well, there was a lot of it was aggravated uh, by grease. It was aggravated by um, uh, you know drinking a lot of sweet tea or sodas." And so I haven't had soda or sweet tea uh, in any kind of amount. I think maybe I've had one glass or something like that in the past year. Uh, but I just said, "Look, the pain was just too much." I said, "I can't go through surgery again for that," or you know things like. Um, uh, you know, kidney stones, which I've had too. I just said, look, I'm just not eating any pizza. And I had like pizza everywhere last night. In fact, there was pizza left over in the, you know, youth pastors bring home two to three pizzas probably after every event. And they're sitting in the fridge and that's like breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the next week. And I just said, nope, that's enough. That's enough for me. I'm not, I am not going to eat pizza anymore. Uh, you know, and, 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 you know, I may fail at this. This is quite possible, but I'm not going to dwell on not eating the pizza and think about what I'm missing. I'm going to dwell upon building a lifestyle of being healthy or healthier, I should say, maybe by consistently taking walks and things like that. And so guys, I want to encourage you guys today. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this first podcast of uh, the first of the year here. I hope that you're staying motivated. I hope that your ministry is moving forward. Uh, I hope that you will listen in next week as we talk and share uh, about various things that we're going to talk about, things that I'm nerding out about, uh, a little less and maybe a little bit of a motivation. So take this time this year 
think about what you want to be consistent about uh, and all those things. And uh, if you're interested in any more, anything else that I have written or have to say, you can go to my website at thedisciplesproject.net. Uh, you can, there you can find the Fresh Impact newsletter you can sign up for. You can uh, catch some of the videos that I do. I do on YouTube consistently on Mondays and Tuesdays. I post videos there. Uh, and so, guys, I hope that you, uh, I hope that you enjoyed this. I would love your feedback. If you would take the time to rate this and maybe leave a comment and leave a little review, uh, it will help me and boost me up into a place where in the uh, in the iTunes area, which will uh, feature me at some point if I have enough reviews and enough stars. So if you'll do that for me, I sure do appreciate it, guys. Uh, thank you so much. I wish you guys all a very happy new year. I uh, hope and pray that you will stay motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. So until next time, guys, we'll see you guys next Friday and you guys have a great day. We'll talk to you guys later.